Welcome back to yet another thrilling episode of Babble Riot. I'm Elle. And I'm Lo. Your favorite podcast co-hosts. By the way, nobody's safe on this podcast. Just be warned. That's true. If you know us... You're screwed. You're fucked. Now listen to me sing. He wants a number three super size on your ring. Hey. He come out of the house with no ankle bracelet on, but he got three strikes, so don't get his auto wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the middle verse. Is this thing on? Oh my god. Sorry, oh everyone that listens god. with headphones. You just oh shouted at them. You've never been, you've literally never gotten closer to the mic than you did just now. What about now? Yeah, that was closer. <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay, good, good, good. Good. Hey, guys. Hey. What's going on? <laughs> Every time we sing, someone's always like, just stop singing. What? We're having fun. Yeah, no, I know. How dare you? I don't, I didn't say it. I didn't think it. Welcome to our bonus episode. It's a little unhinged so far. Yeah, oh my god. This is our second bonus episode. We haven't done one since like week one or two or something. Oh my god. It's been a while. We've been busy. Soup's busy. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed our latest podcast app. A little serious. Be serious, but we're gonna lighten your load. Can we say that? That's... I think you just did. <laughs> I just cannot wait to lighten your load. You know what I mean? The way that you stared into my eyes when you said that <laughs> makes me feel... You could have looked anywhere else in this apartment. Did you... Do you want me to do it again? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so this bonus episode, we will be reading your guys' anonymous... Just reading them. We won't be answering them. We will be reading your guys' anonymous questions and then answering them. Okay. Patience is a virtue. Don't use my quotes against Hun. me. I was in a uh, meeting at work today, and this GM of a new restaurant that we're opening up walked in and was talking about how what a shit show it is. And he was like, not my circus, not my monkeys. And I was like... He obviously listens to the pod. You get it. I hope he does. <clears throat> we were going to do these questions on the last episode, but... He got a lot. We got a lot of messages. <laughs> so... We're going to just dive right in, I think. First question. How tall are you gals? Oh my gosh, love. Well, I'm a tall queen. I am um, like 5'11". Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love, love. Mm-hmm. I am five between 5'5 five, five and 5'6". I think it's like 5'5 five, five and 3 quarters. Okay. If you want to be real. Yeah. Exact. I normally just round up. Of course. As we so, all know. Yeah. When was your first kiss? I think I was a sophomore or a freshman. Yeah, mine was summer before freshman year. I was probably a freshman. Who knows? All right. Tell us about your first time getting high off THC. I don't remember the first time, but I'll tell you 
the most scarring, traumatizing time. Um, The boy that I dated, one of the boys that I dated in high school was a little bit of a stony, bony Jeroni. And one weekend... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Do you like that? No. Okay. Uh, One weekend we were over at his house and all of his friends were over there that were also stony boner Jeronis and stony baloney. Stony baloney Jeroni. Um, and we'd gone to the pot shop and we're settling in for just a night, you know, on the couch, playing some video games, hanging out. The pot shop? Pot shop? Like a marijuana shop? They didn't have those when we were in high school. They had green cards, like all of them. They found fun little ways to get loopholes to have medicinal marijuana cards. Copy that. We had gotten cake pops and little did... Little baby Lauren know that there's a hundred milligrams of THC in one of these bad boys. And all these boys are like popping them right in and back. And I can't be that girl that can't keep up with the boys. A hundred? One hundred milligrams. Are you sure? Positive. What? I would call him. I'm not going to. I believe you. That's wild. And... It tasted so bad. I like gagged while I was eating it because it tasted like weed so much. Yeah. Because again, one hundred milligrams, and yeah. after about forty-five minutes, I entered an alternate universe. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. I was sitting on the couch and I just progressively felt my body melting and like I was becoming a yeah. part of that couch, a 100. permanent, permanent part of that couch, mm-hmm. just a growth. <laughs> And tears are streaming down my face because I can't stop laughing at literally nothing. nothing. Like, just my thoughts of also nothing. Tumbleweeds (laughs) going through my brain. And the boys kept, like, turning around and, like, laughing at me because, you know, Mm -hmm. contagious humor. And then I started to get really, not, like, super panicky, but very paranoid. Because I could tell that they weren't as high as me, or at least they were handling it much better than I was. And I was like, I've had enough of this. So I took myself to bed, but I could not fall asleep because my heart was pounding so hard. And I I laid in this kid's bed for hours. He came in at one point with one of his friends and I could hear them laughing at me. I think he came in to check on me, but I never really validated that thought um eventually fell asleep and i think i slept for like 14 hours and um didn't really dabble in the weed for a while after that in the weed yeah in the weeds wow yeah it was fucked you guys that's wild i can barely even do like 10 milligram edibles now Mm. i used to be able to and then i stopped for a really long time uh now five is kind of my perfect amount yeah and then I can always, like, re-up if it starts to... For sure. I started doing five as well, and then I was eating them so much, like, edibles, mm-hmm. that I started going ten. But, like, the jump from five to ten, it's, it's actually kind of crazy. Yeah. And I remember my roommate, Melina, she was one of my roommates in Germany. Mm-hmm. Her and I and one of her friends, we were sitting in our kitchen... And I had brought edibles back to Germany from here. Mm-hmm. And we were like, Isn't that... No, it's not legal. 
It's not. So you... I broke the law. You're a drug smuggler. <laughs> a drug mule. Yeah. Give us a hee-haw. One of... Stop. <laughs> One of the most interesting things about me. Ooh. Um, <clears throat> we ate these edibles... I don't think they had ever had, like, edibles like this, because in Europe, they don't have pot shops everywhere. There's just, like, you make your brownies or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And we were crying, laughing, like, howling (laughs) at literally nothing. It was just one of those things where it's, like, one person starts talking, and then the other person starts laughing, and then we're all laughing. Yeah. And I probably for, like, three hours, we were not saying a word. We were just, like, rocking back and forth, <laughs> howling, crying, and, like, we all got the munchies, but we had, like, nothing in our fridge because it was COVID time, mm. and we were, we shared, like, slices of cheese. That's what, like, we ate for our munchies. That's depressing. Yeah. Um, that wasn't my first time. My first time, though, was um, in college at U of O with my first girlfriend and I think we just ate like brownies that someone made mm-hmm. but I also before I ate it I think I had like a sorority thing to go to and it hit me when I was there and I was just like I was the only one that was high too and I was just like this is hilarious. That sounds kind of like hell, though, a little bit. No, I was into it because I wasn't really a, wasn't the biggest fan of my sorority. Oh, really? Yeah. I find a hard time believing that. <laughs> you really strike me as a sorority girl. <clears throat> Anywho, okay, moving on. Have you guys eaten 10 milligram edibles? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Final answer? Yes. Tips for someone who gets bad anxiety when they get high on weed. What's up with all the stony balonies? These are probably all from the same person. Um, Tips for you. Drink some water. Find, like, a trusted buddy that you can kind of just, like, have a centering, grounding Mm -hmm. moment with. Uh, Fresh air always helps me. Like, go step outside. Um... I'll usually, uh, uh, like, name things, too. Like, if I am somewhere new or somewhere that I don't feel super comfortable with, like, I'll go outside and be like, I like that tree. Or, like, I am sitting on a rock. Like, I have to just name things off. Here's a hot tip. If weed gives you anxiety, don't smoke it. Don't eat it. Just say no. Because why would you want to have anxiety? like a little bit of a buzzkill. What if this person has anxiety all the time in their everyday life, which they do just kill themselves? Absolutely not. <laughs> Jesus. I'm concerned for you. I just think, because I have a friend in Germany and she, like we would eat edibles together all the time. And every single time she would get really bad anxiety and like have to leave mm. or like go to another room and like be by herself. And I'm like, this isn't fun. Like, if you know this is how you're going to react, like, let's do something else. <laughs> yeah, maybe just limit it. You know, start yeah. with, like, two milligrams, because I think they have mints. Also, those sucky, like, I tried those sucky ones, and it was 10 milligrams, and it felt like three. Yeah. It's like I a think, slow release. 
I think because the way that you, it hits your bloodstream is so slow mm. and through your mouth rather than your stomach, which I feel like is a little bit more concentrated mm. than what happened yeah. quicker. I'm no scientist or doctor, though. Really? Yeah. What's one thing you can't survive without? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> My glasses. Or my contacts. I'm blind. Like, I literally could not see anything. I could not do anything without either of those things. So, it's an easy one for me. Antidepressants, my Wellbutrin. Yeah, that's a good one. Have you ever heard about the 2 by 2 cult? Someone asked us this last time, right? Yeah, I didn't ask it because I don't know what that is. What's your favorite part about your body? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say either my eyes Mm. or my height. Love. I would say my nose or my wrists. I really like my wrists for some reason. (laughs) They're skinny legends. Just tiny little things. Just little dainty little wrists. Yeah. Okay. How do you know you're relationship ready? I think that... If you are in a place where you feel comfortable prioritizing somebody else, then you are ready to be in a relationship. That's a good answer. I would agree. I think there's like a couple things that probably need to be in order for you to really be ready for a relationship. I think definitely what you said about being able to prioritize someone else is that what you said yeah like put someone else above your needs yeah and I also think having a good relationship with yourself Mm -hmm. is important because if you are gonna give attention and time to someone else you need to make sure that one they're gonna be able to do that for you as well Mm -hmm. and two that you're not gonna get sucked into a codependency mm-hmm. or a toxic situation like you need to be able to back yourself love yourself and bring your whole self into a relationship and if you're not healed from past traumas or you know if you're carrying really heavy baggage that you haven't dealt with you're probably not ready yeah 100 percent. yeah Dating advice. How do you know when to move on from someone that's not texting you? Do you ask for clarification or let it go? I think someone not texting you is quite clear communication in a way. Yeah, a lack of communication is still communication. Yeah, they're just saying I'm not interested. I don't want to talk to you. I'm not texting you because I don't want to talk to you. If there's something in their life going on like they're really busy with work there's a family thing going on if they want to date you they will communicate that with you Mm -hmm. they will say i i'm really sorry i have this thing going on right now yeah i just need like i'm gonna need a little bit more space than normal Mm -hmm. it's not you yeah this is just like what i need to do to like protect my own like sanity at this point right now or like take care of my people right and if they do, if it is 
that they're just really busy or they have other things going on, whatever, and they don't communicate that with you, they just don't care about you that much. Yeah. I think it's a tough pill to swallow. No one wants to think that someone that they were talking to or texting or whatever is no longer interested in them, but like, it's pretty clear. If they're not texting you, they're not interested. If they're not willing to communicate to you like they would a job, mm-hmm. which is, I think we can all agree, bare minimum, Yeah. then they don't care about you. Yeah. And do you ask for clarification or let it go? Personally, I think it depends like how long you guys have been dating for and like how totally agree serious it's become yeah um if it's like early stages you've been on a date or you know you've hung out a couple times but it's not been that serious and they just stop texting you let it go Mm -hmm. it's not that deep if it's been a longer thing like you guys have been talking for like a month and you've been on a couple dates you've met their friends maybe you've you know gone on a little like get away whatever Mm -hmm. I think it is appropriate then to ask for clarification but you have to take keep in mind that they may not give you that communication that you're asking for 100% and also ask yourself is reaching out to them and getting this clarification is this actually going to make me feel better about the situation are they going to be honest with me about why they're not communicating you know it's like it's almost better to just leave it at some points i think i also try to like ask myself what is this how is this going to serve me Mm. is this going to serve my ego to help me try to feel better about myself am i doing this for purely selfish reasons Am I doing this because I genuinely cared about our connection and want to try to maintain or at least rebuild something and offer them a chance to have that communication of, I'm really sorry, I've just had a lot going on, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have treated you like that, Yeah, I would like to try to make it up to you and like I will work to be better. Like They try to then fix the problem and prove to you that they are capable of communicating and prioritizing you. But really sitting down and asking you and sitting with your feelings, too, of, like, if they do respond and you don't like the answer, are Mm -hmm. you going to be able to handle that? Yeah. And you got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, rejection's hard and it never feels good. No. Never feels good. But, like, also we're strong. We are. We're going to be fine. How do you stay positive about finding the one when you keep getting played, ghosted, or cheated on? Do you think I have, like, experience with this? Or, like, why why are you asking this question? It's not an easy question to answer outright, I guess. But I I, Go ahead. I think as humans, we all want genuine connection. Yeah. We all want partnership. Like, we are community-based like mm-hmm. mammals at the end of the day and we do yeah. need to have that like partnership and closeness so at some point we will find that because that's just in our human nature maybe right now is not the right time for you to be looking maybe yeah. take a break from dating um and just try to do things that make you happy or try new hobbies or 
join a softball team where you're going to meet other like-minded people. Um, be more picky, not to, you know, say it's your fault at all, but, you know, like really come with a hit list of like, <laughs> these are my bare minimum standards. And yeah. if you don't live up to those, then you don't even get a date. Thank you, next. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say, I think, I, I mentioned this on a, like two episodes ago, I think, rejection is really just redirection and whatever is meant for you will not pass you by Mm -hmm. and I think just really trusting in that and believing that your person is out there they may not be around the corner they may not be you know the next person that you go out with but on the next block right but they're there somewhere for sure and if if dating is not working out for you right now and like you feel like you've been played a few times or cheated on ghosted on like one too many times like Lauren said take a break mm-hmm. like maybe right now is not about dating maybe it's about you know figuring out your career maybe it's about Saving, your friendships traveling yeah hobbies yeah getting to know yourself like maybe you're not in the vibrational space of meeting your match because you're not ready yet. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people are so invested in finding their person and like, I'm no different, but I think just being intentional about how you feel with yourself. Mm -hmm. You're like really on your self-love era right now yeah i, I have that. to be because no one else is loving me so i'm sitting right here i know you do love me um i also like true love real love passionate love forever love like that does exist we mm-hmm. have examples of it in the world every single day all over the place so yeah. it's not impossible it is probable it's going to happen for you for all of us and the universe has a plan Yeah. And I think we are all, we look at our friends who are maybe settling down right now, getting married, having kids. A successful relationship, a really good partner, a supportive fam. Like you can compare yourself every which way. Yeah. It's just not your time right now. Yeah. That's not your path. That's That's not not your your person. And that's like something that's been really hard for me in many areas of my life to not compare myself to people who did things in a more traditional way than yeah. I did. It, everyone's different, you know? Mm-hmm. So stay positive. Work on yourself if it's if dating's not working for you right now. You know, you can make yourself happy. You don't need a partner. You don't need romantic love. 100%. Do, you, do either of you guys have a one that got away? Interesting. That's an interesting question. I'm just, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be some love. Um, I don't think so. I think that if every relationship that I've had has ended for a reason, and mm-hmm. I think that all of those reasons have been valid, whether I understood them at the time or not. Yeah. But uh, I don't want to keep people in my life that don't want me there. And I carry that same respect for other people that I'm seeing or have been with. That if I am not respectful to you or, like, I'm not serious about this, I'm not into it anymore, I'm not going to waste your time. Absolutely. What are your types? 
feel like we've answered this question a little bit here and there. Yeah. Women, I'm into like feminine women. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably like more feminine than I am, but yeah. I'm not like over the top by any means. Um, men, I usually gravitate towards like... Okay, I'm just going to go with like if I picture my dream man yeah, real quick. Like. Uh, tall, but like around my height. Like I mm-hmm. really don't need... It'd be cool. I'm like a couple inches taller, but around my height, I like um, tattoos. I like literally, I'm gonna like contradict, I feel like everything that I always say to you, but okay. like, I was thinking about this today because I went to Trader Joe's. Uh-huh, there was yeah. kind of a hot man in the checkout. Like, he was working there mm-hmm. and he was wearing a beanie and he had tattoos and a mustache, which like tick, 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 tick. Yeah. And he works at Trader Joe's. And he just seemed like a little bit more of like the sensitive kind of like musician-ish type, but also... Like eats carrots for a snack type? Same. Yeah. Like I like that, but also would, you know, have a lazy morning and breakfast in bed with me and would cry at rom-coms, but then... Oh my god. This is how women think, you guys. Lauren was literally standing in line at the grocery store (laughs) and created this whole entire life... With the man checking her out. He wasn't even checking me out. I was too scared to go in his line. You were in a different line? Uh, Yes. Oh my god. I couldn't talk to him. I was picturing our life together. (laughs) 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 No, like, so delusional. And also the imagination in this brain. Whoa, girl. Love that. Um, so yeah. I don't know if that, like, really answers the question. I don't... I don't feel like I really have, like, a specific, specific type. Yeah. Because I really am, like, just very into the personality type, how we click, how we vibe, how we get along, which I think definitely changes a lot as you grow up because there's obviously things that are very important to me now that weren't as important to me when I was in, like, high school, for example. Sure. Yeah. Totes. Um, I don't really have a type. I have a type more in women. My type in women is STEM, which is like kind of like a feminine tomboy. Why are you laughing? Feminine tomboy or like I'm also into femme women. Mm -hmm. I I feel like I literally already talked about this on another episode. Um, And then my type in guys, I really don't have a type. Obviously, there has to be, like, initial attraction, but, like, there's not one type of look that I go for. I just think you're attractive or I don't. Mm -hmm. And then someone's personality will make them even more attractive to me. 100%. So, yeah. What are your journeys with body image? We will, at some point, do a full episode on this Mm because this is, like, a big topic. Mm -hmm. But... For the sake of time, um, I'll just say my journey with body image has not been great. I've, if any of you guys saw my fifth grade town show footage (laughs) (laughs) on my Instagram, um, I was an overweight child and that it's shaped how I perceive myself Mm -hmm. and how I go about life. And even though I'm not overweight anymore, I often struggle with not seeing myself as that little girl who was pretty overweight yeah and it's been a struggle every day it's a struggle 
honestly, but I try really hard to speak nicely to myself and to do things that are healthy, eat healthy, be active, laugh, but it's a journey every day. I, like, growing up was always, like, kind of more, like, just medium build, I'd say. Like, I've, I have, like, really broad shoulders. I'm pretty tall. Like, I'm just, like, a stocky kind of person. Like, I just feel like I'm very sturdy. Sturdy, mm-hmm. <laughs> sturdy dirty. So, such a fun way to put it. <laughs> um... During COVID, I definitely gained, like, the most weight I ever have was, like, at my heaviest and then got dumped and really went through it for a while. Um, the skinny that you get after being dumped is, like, next level. Well, and then I got diagnosed with ADHD, so I started taking Adderall, and so I mm. wasn't eating. So it all just kind of compounded at a really nice time. <laughs> um, and then I felt really good, which is bad, you know, when you think about it, like I didn't do it in a healthy way at all. And like, that's not how it should be. Right. Uh, like if you have weight to lose, <laughs> like a healthy amount, uh, doing it in the proper and correct and safe ways is obviously the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't, and I'm, we can go more into detail later. I would say I've been pretty consistently just kind of like, okay. I don't like love my body. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely days where I get more down on it than others. Uh, sure. But just kind of consistently content. Do you eat healthy? Yeah. I mean, I had an arugula salad for lunch today and then Azelle's for dinner. So I mean... Balance. Exactly. We had pretty healthy taco salads for dinner last night. Mm-hmm. I had a salad for lunch yesterday, so nice. I think for the most part, I tend to make more healthy choices. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big snacker; like I usually don't have snacks. I did eat some uh, Girl Scout cookies tonight, but usually I'm, you know, yeah, like lunch and dinner. Yeah, I would say I'm a pretty healthy eater these days. Definitely have not been in the past. That's also had to do with, you know, like binge eating and, Mm -hmm. you know, food issues and and all of that. But um, I would say right now I'm probably like in my 80-20 where I'm most of the time I'm eating pretty healthy. Also, it just makes me feel better. Yeah. And I'm like at that point in adulthood where I'm like, I'd rather eat something a little less tasty that's not going to make me feel like shit for two days. Yeah. Rather than, you know poisoning my body essentially with junk food yeah I definitely am a big believer in like everything in moderation and for sure like the more that you restrict your diet the bigger you're kind of like rubber bands the other direction so if you want a sweet treat you know like give yourself that opportunity to have it and maybe change up like what that kind of sweet treat means and maybe it's not a cupcake or a donut but it's you know a cube of like dark chocolate or something or like chocolate covered almonds yeah top or bottom (laughs) (laughs) i do really like missionary not gonna lie to you on that one um but i do also really like being on top why did i take this in like a queer sense well it kind of goes both ways for me i guess in a queer relationship (laughs) i would rather be the top okay in a queer relationship i'm normally the bottom but i'm also like versatile and like i'm into giving as well mm-hmm. i just feel like somehow i end up always being the bottom 
Have you ever worn a strap on? I have. How'd that make you feel? <laughs> um, not in my element, for sure. Okay. A little out of my comfort zone. Okay. But I, you know, wanted to give my partner a satisfaction. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather just do that, like, manually or, like, take the strap off mm-hmm. and just use the toy. You yeah. Know? There's just something, like, too masculine about it that I, like, it just makes me a little bit uncomfortable. But, like, I would do it again. Yeah. It's not like I'm, like, against it. Okay. Um, and then with guys, like, either. <laughs> Fuck you. Do you have a girlfriend? Aww. Someone's, like, trolling. Having me on. Okay, no. <laughs> LOL. You guys both admitted to cheating last episode. We want the, we want to know the juicy details. Okay, short and sweet. Um, my first girlfriend and I broke up. I immediately got a new girlfriend, as you do. And that girl and I were girlfriends for probably two weeks. And the day before I broke up with her, I hooked up with my ex-girlfriend. Like... It's cheating, yeah, but it's not, like, that deep. Mm-hmm. My, I was dating somebody. I broke up with them. We got back together, and then a few months later, I cheated on them, and then pretty much directly after that, broke up with them. How long after situationship ends do you get back on the dating apps or dating in general? <laughs> An I hour. mean, it's situational, for sure. Just using my, like, most recent experience... I think I got back on the dating apps probably, like, five days after that ended. But I'm not talking to anyone. Like, it's... I think I just like having the profile. I haven't matched with anyone or talked to anyone. Like, I honestly swipe left. Like, the times that I swipe right are, like, one in a million. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I don't think I got dating apps for a while after my last relationship. Uh, Even now, I'm really not active on them at all. I have them, but I don't really use them ever. But to answer your question, how long after a situationship ends do you get back on them? Whenever you feel like you want to. Yeah, I think a lot of people immediately jump back on for validation, which isn't healthy because you're not really like giving yourself time to like heal that hurt that happened there or you know let yourself sit in your feelings and maybe feel bad for yourself but then move on in a healthy way Mm -hmm. rather you just get more external validation from people that are just complimenting you and being nice to somebody that is a stranger on the internet which is not real validation if you're really not hurt, like if it was a situation ship that you weren't super attached to yeah. and you don't have upset feelings about it and you guys kind of just both mutually agreed, or even a relationship where you guys both just kind of mutually agreed that it wasn't really serving either one of you anymore mm-hmm. and moved on, like separated in a healthy way, I think that get back on whenever you feel like you're ready to enter that realm again. For sure. When my German boyfriend and I broke up, I couldn't like fathom the idea of being with anyone else for like months yeah so yeah it really just depends okay (sighs) how do you get over a guy you only dated for a few weeks 
but felt a strong connection to and felt like it was going in the direction of a relationship and he made you feel really sure about your guys' relationship and then just changed his mind out of nowhere. <sighs> That's a tough <clears throat> one. Sounds like a good old-fashioned love bomb to me. Mm. You just do. Yeah, time and space. Yeah. Do things that make you happy. I know, I feel like I always say that, but like, go for a walk, go exercise, go hang out with friends. Yeah. Go get a nice bottle of wine. I mean, honestly, this is this question is like very similar to like what just happened to me. Mm-hmm. And like how long has it been since that was broken off? A week? Two weeks? Like no? two, yeah. I'm fine. If that makes you feel any better. Like I think you just have to realize a lot of what we said earlier too pertains to this. It's just it wasn't your person. Yeah. And like, yeah, it sucks to like be told all these things and like maybe this person was future tripping with you and like you were planning on doing these things and you started to envision a life with this person but at the end of the day they're not your person and there's nothing that you can do about it also like realistically after a few weeks of dating somebody like you still really don't know them at all Mm -hmm. they could be nothing like what the, they have been showing you or telling you they are you have that's not enough time to form an accurate opinion or even like a true understanding of who somebody is so i think like slowing it down and really like putting an emphasis on getting to know people at a slower rate and being honest with yourself about how much your like letting in how much you're feeling how soon it is if it's healthy Mm -hmm. are you getting too attached to this person too quickly because they're telling you all the right things because i'm don't need to be like the first person to tell you that talk is cheap and people love to whisper sweet nothings at people all day again because they think that's what other people need to hear to make them like seal the deal or yeah. like feel like they're being accepted or appreciated as by lying to your face. I think also trying to figure out in your own head, is it the person mm-hmm. or is it what like the story that they sold you? The idea of yeah. the person. Like, do you just want to be in a relationship with someone? Or was it actually this person that you cared so deeply about? You know, like, were they just validating something for you? Or did you truly have feelings for this person? Because I think as women, we often get caught up in the potential Mm -hmm. of something and not actually for what it is. Mm -hmm. And like, were they checking your boxes? Did they meet the standards for you of a partner? Mm -hmm. Did you guys have... Like, did you honestly really see a long-term future with this person? Yeah, I like, take the rosy colored glasses off. Throw them away. And just take a hard look. And it's probably a little bit different mm-hmm. than what you thought. A little dingy. Yeah. Ranch on pizza, yes or no? Absolutely. No. <laughs> I'm not a ranch girly unless there's vegetables involved. Oh. I can't eat, um, well, I can, but I really hate uncooked vegetables like raw vegetables really yeah i know that's like most people are like the opposite i cannot i love a good veggie tray a good snow pea a carrot i do like a snow pea 
Uh, um, cucumber. Okay, Bell cucumber peppers. is not bad. No. Ew. I hate uncooked broccoli, though. That chicken yeah, no. burn. What were you guys like in elementary school, middle school, and high school? Well, you guys all got a nice, good look at us in uh, elementary school. On... And it wasn't that different in middle school. No. I definitely had a glow up between, like, eighth grade and freshman year. I feel like I really, like, stepped into my womanhood. Like, I feel like my baby fat had gone away, if you can still call it baby fat at 12. Um, And I got really serious with sports. And, yeah. I was bullied a little bit in like the beginning of elementary school I think for being fat I who I'll fucking fight him right now like on, older on kids spot. older kids Oops. I don't know like I was a kindergartner or like a first grader or second grader or whatever and like fifth graders would like throw rocks at me I'll fuck him up right now yeah it's on site <laughs> um and then I think that kind of like jaded me and I bullied people when I was in fifth grade not that I had anything to stand on, but... The bullied becomes the bully. Yeah. It's a tale as old as time. Mm-hmm. Tale as old as time. In middle school, I started, like, really becoming aware of, like, how other people perceived me, I think. And I was a good student. And then in high school, like, school became a bit harder for me. I would say I kind of hung out with, like, the more popular crowd. Mm-hmm until senior year when they all just like pretended like I didn't exist and then I had to find new friends which was really fun no new friends no new friends no new friends no new friends so yeah um elementary school and middle school I feel like I was just you know your average run-of-the-mill middle-class kid like went to school I did patrol in fifth grade (laughs) I got braces I was a horse girl, so that's a little special. Um, one of my best friends grew up across the street from me, so that was super convenient because we'd hang out. I was always really close with my older brother, so we would chill. Elle and I became besties. I was over at the Page residence almost Often. every weekend. Um, so that was, like, really kind of... I feel like all I can remember from, like, elementary school and middle school... My family and I were always close, so I would, like, hang out at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then high school, I definitely was never a part of the popular group at all. I was friends with everyone, but I didn't get invited to, like, any of the parties or any of the, like, birthdays, really, or anything. Like, I didn't get invited to the events, but we were always, like... Friendly at school. You got invited to my birthday parties. So true. Um, and like no one was ever mean to me and I was never like, we. there was no ill feeling. I just, you know, didn't make the cut and that's okay. Um, I had boyfriends in high school that I think probably kind of. Yeah, you kind of always hung out with older people, I feel like. Because your boyfriends were older. Yeah. Sophomore year, I dated a junior and then junior and senior year, I dated somebody that had already graduated co- or in college, <laughs> <laughs> high school. Um, and I played volleyball also every single year. I had a zero period choir. I had a job from the second I turned 16. Mm. Uh, I had a lot of like family life stuff that really started to affect me in high school. 
Um, so I think I probably just like kept to myself a lot because there was like just so much internally going on all the time. Yeah. Um, but you know, had pretty good grades. I'd maintained a job. I didn't really do drugs. I didn't really drink. Same. Yeah. Um, our next question was, uh, your first job. Well, besides like babysitting, which I feel like Mm. every girl our age kind of did. Yeah. Um, I worked at Jamba Juice and Factoria. I got it when I was like 16 and a half and worked there for years. Yeah. And you would always bring me a razzmatazz. Always. Or a peach perfection or pleasure. I also worked at a, well, a food and bev. A food and bev sitch. Mm -hmm. Um, Quick serve. Yeah. I I worked at... Uh, TCBY, which was a frozen yogurt shop. That was my first job other than babysitting. What what does TCBY stand for, for the people that might not know? Babe. The? The? Countries. <laughs> countries best. Yes. <laughs> the country, oh my god. The country's best yogurt. Yeah. That was like my first job at 16. And then a like a yogurt shop closer to my house opened up and I got a job there. And so I worked there up until I graduated. And then I like would come home for breaks from college and work there like on my breaks. If you want to drop that name, Zoe yogurt, but they, they don't ex- exist anymore. Yeah, we so. stand though. Literally the best. So good. Oh, miss that. Okay. What are your red flags for friendships? And what are your thoughts on ghosting toxic friends? Um, Well, I mean, from our previous ghosting episode, Elle and I don't really believe in ghosting. Um, Yeah. I don't think anyone deserves just, like, no contact or communication. Especially a friend. Yeah. I guess it depends on what level of friend it is. Like, if it's a close friend and you guys have had... History. Yeah. I think they definitely deserve a... like conversation Mm -hmm. um it doesn't have to be a whole drawn out thing it doesn't have to be super negative it doesn't have to be accusatory it could just be i'm not interested in maintaining this friendship anymore i you know yeah i don't think it's serving either of us yeah and just leave it at that um red flags and friends um i definitely like people that aren't there for you when you're there for them in similar situations is a bit of a red flag. Uh, if you feel like you're constantly putting in more than you're getting out is a mm-hmm. red flag. Uh, friends that aren't willing to pretty much like do the same and treat you the same as you are actively doing for them or treating them. Yeah. And I mean, a friendship is like any relationship. There's got to be a push and pull and like some people are gonna have more capacity to be there for you at one time and but at some time it has to like even out Mm -hmm. you know like you can't just always be looking at your friends to help you throughout you know certain situations and then never offer them that same grace when they're going through something Mm -hmm. so I think one-sided friendships such as, like, what I just described, um, are red flags for sure. 
Um, selfish friendships if yeah. they're lying to you or like keeping yeah. stuff from you acting shady or yeah if they're not genuinely happy for you and mm-hmm. like your success that's something that's been not that I'm saying that I'm successful necessarily but like when I do cool things or like I don't know I've had friends in the past that have just been I think jealous and that's why they're not happy for me or they internalize something that I'm doing as something that they're not doing and they just like can't grapple with that for some reason and instead of being happy for you they like belittle you or they like put you down in some aspect and it's just like if you're not genuinely like crying screaming throwing up shitting kissing (laughs) over your friends happiness and success and like the things going on in their lives take a good hard look at yourself or just like an uh all those are very valid and very real but even just uh, like a not caring attitude like even Mm -hmm. if they're not actively being negative towards you about it but also yeah like the absence of support and negativity and just like neutrality is also just like yeah Okay. Like, I've had a couple friends that, like, I would consider close friends say absolutely nothing about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Not that I need validation, but it's just interesting to me that people, like, the girl who wrote in to us yeah. last week, or, like, last episode, who've, who's never met us, mm-hmm. has all these wonderful things to say, mm-hmm. but people that I consider close friends, I've not heard a single thing. Yeah. And not that, like, we need to be, or not that I need to be, like, praised by any means. No, but even just, say, like, acknowledging yeah. that you're doing something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't totally. need you to be like, that's so fucking cool. Like, you're amazing <laughs> for doing that. Like, just be like, how's it going? Yeah, it looks so Are fun. you enjoying it? You know, like, just anything. But just to not say a single thing about it. Like, it's a little weird. Yeah, one of my coworkers uh, is my age, and we have a meeting every single Monday just to talk about everything, and she's on the leasing team. And mm-hmm. every single time we sit down in that meeting, every single Monday, mm-hmm. she's always she always asks me, how's the podcast? How's Elle? Cute. And, like, that's so sweet. Yeah. And so caring and kind. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, if you're not a girl's girl. Oh, red flag. It's a no from me. Hard pass. I, do not understand how you can just live your life not supporting other women. It's Amen. a bit weird. Amen. L, I know you talked last episode about how the Taylor situation didn't work out, but I still don't get what happened. Like, did she just stop liking you? I could never. Aww. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's not that she stopped liking Elle. It's that uh, she wasn't prepared to be serious about anybody. And perhaps she didn't know that going in. Perhaps she did know that going in and was just being naive to it or choosing to not acknowledge it or choosing to move forward anyway and being neglectful, um, but just didn't want to pursue anything further yeah thank you you're welcome okay (laughs) we'll give you a break from talking about it 
How do you know if you're being love bombed? That's a great question because I think it happens to me often and I like there's this running joke on like social media that like it makes sense for people like someone will say it makes sense that someone is love bombing me because I'm so amazing and I'm so great and it just like adds up that someone would be that obsessed with me and I genuinely kind of feel like that so it's hard to know if people are being deceitful with their love bombing or if they're being for real for reals if a friend ever says i think you might be getting love bombed you probably are getting love bombed and i've had to learn that the hard way multiple times <laughs> yeah i think uh like setting boundaries when you first start dating somebody to prevent being love bombed like only seeing them once a week and only going out on dates, not like hanging out at each other's houses, making sure that they are still putting an effort to communicate with you. They are still planning dates. Their words are matching their actions and their actions are matching their words. Mm -hmm. I feel like what happens a lot of the time with love bombing from what I hear in my personal life is that these people like really sell a dream with their words or if you start to maybe have some kind of conflict with the way that they're treating you or something that's happening you'll speak up and they'll reassure you and be like no 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 like I promise I'll be better like it's not like that it's this and like yeah, blah, 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 and like really sell themselves up and like sell you a lie again Mm -hmm. And you'll believe it, and then that same behavior will continue, and they don't actually change their actions. What about, like, when their actions and their words do match up? Do you think it's not love bombing then? It's just, like, like for my most recent thing, like, I felt like the words and actions were matching up, but then it was just, like, over, you know? But she also was saying those things to other people, potentially is what it looks like from Instagram. Like what she was sharing when you guys were talking, mm -hmm. I felt like wasn't very respectful to you or to the other people that she was communicating with. And I think to be actively sharing those things on social media means that you're like showing them off the same way that she was showing you off. Mm. And so if she's telling you all these things about how much you mean to her and how much she likes you and how she's falling for you, but then at the same time is turning around and posting like texts that she's maybe having with other people about how much like she loves them or <laughs> like flirting or yeah. like, I don't know. It just, it seemed like, like, would you consider it love bombing then? Or just, like, maybe I... Maybe that's just, like, how she is with a lot of people. And I just, like, thought that it was only for me. I think that she's like that with a lot of people. I think that sometimes the stereotype of lesbians is very true, that they do move very fast. Absolutely. And it's, like, house on fire. Mm -hmm. um, and then it just burns down eventually. <laughs> Yeah, I think that she ticked a lot of boxes for you. Uh, I think that she fulfilled 
a need that you hadn't gotten in a really long time. So I don't think it was her. I think it was just the way that she was behaving and the Mm -hmm. way that you were perceiving and receiving from her. Mm -hmm. I think that it was probably validating to be with a woman and like accepted by the queer community again by going out to queer bars. And again, that's not her. That's just any queer human being can fill that role. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's a lot of things that aren't specific to her as a human being. Okay. I think specific, I think they're more just like they could broadly be a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in conclusion, you know, you're being love bombed when actions and words do not line up and it's just like a lot full on. If it's full on, very quick, and seems too good to be true, mm-hmm. it probably yeah. is. Okay. Talk to your friends, ask for their opinion, and try to like almost pull yourself out and look at yourself and what Which kind is of, so hard when you're in it. A hundred percent. But like what kind of advice you would give to your friend if your friend was you? Yeah. What's your type and what kind of DMs do you respond to? Okay, we've already discussed our types. What kind of DMs do you respond to? Um, I don't really respond to DMs, like, ever. I don't respond to any DMs of people, like, flirting or trying to, like, hit on me. Yeah. Whether we follow each other or mutuals, you follow me, I follow you, or you're, you're a random human being. I only respond to, like, my friends, family, people that... Uh, compliment the podcast. Yeah. Um, also, like, if you DM me and we're mutuals, or, like, you follow me and I see you in my, like... Re- message request? Or no, actually in your Like, DMs. in my actual messages, I'll reply to you. But if you're in my request, I almost never look at those. Yeah. First of all. And, like, when I do, most of them are horrendously offensive. Mm-hmm. That I just, like, don't even bother. Yeah. What birth control pill do you use? I'm not on birth control. Um, I don't believe in it for me and my body and my hormones. They just never worked out for me. So I don't use birth control. Uh, I have a hormonal ID. IUD. ID. <laughs> you said ID last episode, too, or, like, two episodes ago. Mm. I-U-D. Okay. And I love her. We stand. I think I'm on my third one. Probably oh. means I'll never be able to have kids one day. <laughs> Don't say that. I want to be an auntie. You will be. Who's your crush? Honestly, I'm my fucking crush. Ugh, love that. <laughs> so much. Hassan Piker. True. In the Tea is Hot episode, you mentioned Facebook groups for the girlies to post about sus men. Can you please share these groups, please? (laughs) Uh, It's called Are We Dating the Same Guy? Yeah, and And it's specific to Seattle-Tacoma area. You have to request to be a part of it. They will not let men in. Uh, They obviously look at, like, your profile, the amount of friends, how long you've had it, if you're, like, actually a girl, so. Yeah, Um, and every city... Yeah, has, has their own. It. Yeah, every state and big major city has their own version of this. Yep. Okay. It's very helpful. Honestly. 
It's a little concerning, though. It's too bad you can't put, like, a woman on there, too, though. Does it say, are we dating the same man, or is it, are we dating the same person? Guys. Oh. We should make a queer one. That's homophobic. But, like, it almost doesn't work. You know what I mean? Because, like, that person could have access to it as well. Yeah, I guess that's true. Fave cologne on a guy. Oh, when I read... <laughs> when I first read this, I thought it was, like, a German person saying, like, who's your favorite guy from cologne? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know men's colognes, so... I don't either. Technically, I think I wear men's cologne every day. It's, like, the black bottle Chanel and I really like the scent of it. I think I would like it if a man was wearing it, but I like it when I wear it. Uh, I like the smell of Old Spice deodorant. Oh, yeah. I love that. And the body wash. Totes. Fave perfume. Well, just gave mine away. Um, Cologne. I have a few. The one that I wear the most probably is the Chloe one. I think it's just like the original Chloe perfume what is the female equivalent to a short king in parentheses a title people claim is a good thing but that no one actually wants sorry the women what is the female equivalent to a short king i don't really think there is one uh, well let's break this down a short king is somebody that isn't tall but doesn't make being not tall their entire fucking personality and doesn't need consistent validation that it's okay to not be tall because they're confident enough in their own skin to know that they don't have to be tall yeah. to be respected or valued or appreciated or be a good human being. Go or off. Thank you. So... I don't think... Yeah, I don't know if women really have an equivalent. I mean, mate, like, the only thing that I could really think of that's slightly comparable maybe is, like, a woman who maybe doesn't have, like, the societally societally accepted body type. Body type yep. And so- is still, like, a queen. She still goes off. She wears what she wants. She's confident. She's bold. Yeah. She's beautiful. I agree. Uh, what's that plus size model I say with? Uh, what are those called? Ashley Graham. Yes. Yeah. Like queen. Absolutely. Such a good influence. Uh, there's a couple of TikTokers that that I follow that are like medium size that Mm -hmm. do fashion that I really appreciate. Lizzo is a good example of Mm -hmm. like, she's going to do the damn thing and wear whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah. And not care about what people think about her. Absolutely. And there are plenty of people on this planet that do appreciate and value and think that a short king is a good thing. So For sure. you just need to maybe find some better social circles. <laughs> and like just everything that you read and see, like take with a grain of salt. And preferences doesn't always mean like a demeaning thing. I think that For sure. Like there's always this argument of like girls only want tall people, so why can't I say that I don't want to date someone fat? And it's like, you can say that. Like, it's, like, wrong. (laughs) Just like women that are like, I will never date someone that's shorter than 5'6". Like, she's wrong. Like, that's not fair. Yeah. Because people can't control their height. Just like a lot of people can't control their weight. 
and there's no, like, you could potentially meet somebody that's slightly overweight that you vibe with and connect with and, like, matches your energy and is the best person and, like, makes your life so much better that you would date. And mm-hmm. there are plenty of girls that I know say they will never date someone under, like, 6'3". All of their boyfriends have been under 6'3". Yeah. Also, I don't give a shit about height. Like, no. I really could care less. I literally said earlier, like, the ideal man is, like, my height. Which, yeah. I know I'm tall. Yeah. I'll give you on that. But, like, mm-hmm. just get over it. Like, let it go. I mean, to be fair... I, I enjoy being the smaller one. And that's okay. Yeah. But I'm also 5'5", five, five, so. And if a guy wants to be the bigger one, that's okay. Like, yeah, you can have preferences. Yeah. It's the way in which you go about your life and talk to them and treat people that don't fit those. Yep. How many steps do you get in a day? My goal... Every day is to get 5,000 steps. And I know, like, when I lived in uh, Europe, my goal was 10,000 steps a day. And I pretty much got it or was over every single day. But now that it's, like, walking is not part of my routine, I mm-hmm. actively have to, like, go for a walk. Like, take time out of my day to go for a walk or go go, go to the gym, whatever. Um, so I aim for 5,000, but, like, would love to get 10,000 every day. Yeah, my goal is 10 uh just because I usually walk a lot at work and then on the weekends when I work at the winery, I'm mm-hmm. like constantly walking around and those days I hit 10 easy. Today I have 7,926 steps. Love so that. and we have been sitting at this desk for about 2 hours. <laughs> you have such great eyebrows. Tips for eyebrows, like shaping, etc. Do you tweeze or go in to get waxed? uh i like tweeze scape a little bit uh but i just wax myself with like the little uh strips yeah wax strips um i also will use uh beard dye sometimes Mm. which i'm very lucky i have like you have great brows yes i have nice (laughs) eyebrows i mean they're like they're full they have an arch like they are kind of square like they Mm -hmm. kind of are what a lot of people aim for naturally yeah so I really don't have to do a lot unfortunately uh the one thing in my life that I was gifted um but I'll do beard gel on them sometimes just to give like a little tint yeah otherwise I just have a little brow gel that I like put on them every single morning that's just clear that holds them like a little bit more fluffy yeah I'm assuming this question was for you but I think you have good brows Okay. Well, they're just not, I don't know. I think they're very proportionate for your face. Yeah, I think that they you. do have really good shape and like they're, they have a nice, a nice, you know, it like starts full and then tapers out. Yeah. They have a yeah. nice taper. Um, I've never actually waxed my eyebrows. Um, I don't have a lot of hair <laughs> there nice. on my, on my eyebrows. So mm-hmm. I just, tweeze like the bits that get a little bushy you know Mm -hmm. underneath the arch recently I have been uh plucking my eyebrows like almost up to the arch 
to give more of like a straight effect of like a brow lift almost because that's like a fad going on that I keep seeing and like I just wanted to try it. My mom thought it was absolutely horrendous and like bullied me into basically growing my eyebrows out a bit more. So I did. Well, just be careful because if you tweeze too much off, they won't grow back. Yeah, no. I mean, I was literally only the tails. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I just tweeze when I need to. And then I use um, like a brow mascara or a brow gel and like those little like spoolies Mm -hmm. you know or if I'm like gonna go out and like do my whole face of makeup then I'll also use brow pomade Mm -hmm. just to sharpen them up a bit give them a little bit more definition and color I have laminated my brows in the past and it's been pretty horrendous it's not for everyone but it was something that I tried and I found I didn't like it I wouldn't hate going and getting them microbladed. Yeah, I've thought about that too. But like, I feel like brow trends kind of change. And like, I don't want to be stuck. Be stuck with yeah the brow of the moment. The cat family gene, we have strong brows. But there's definitely a unibrow. <laughs> What's your favorite body wash? I'm a sensitive little girly. Oh. So I have to wear or use Dove like sensitive skin. Okay. I use Native, uh, the brand Native, and the scent is lilac and white tea, I think. Mm. It smells so good. It's all natural. Mm-hmm. I almost always use all natural products these days. That's good. I've heard a lot of good stuff about Native, including like the deodorant yeah, and I use the hair deodorant. products. I've never used their hair products. How many tattoos do you have? I have two. I have three. I want more. I've been thinking about two tattoos that I actually want to get, which is like, I know, I didn't think I wanted any more, but like... We I, literally talked on an episode and you're like, I don't even want the two that I have. And I, I like, know. What? There's this cute little one of like, it just, it's like arms hugging itself. Cute. And I like that, that really speaks to me because I hug myself all the time. I like that. Um, and it's really just like sweet little like line I love, work, you know? I, know. I have pinky promise. Yeah. And then I kind of want to get 444. I'll get 444 with you. Really? Yeah. Aww. For life. Forever. Skincare is important on the face and neck, but is it also important to do skincare down there? Any tips? Yes, it is. Exfoliate. If you have like a little loofah or a little mitt i have this like mitt thing that i use um it helps especially if you're shading or waxing it really helps with like ingrown hairs um moisturize the person that does my uh brazilian wax swears by grape seed oil down Mm -hmm. there and i've ever since i've been using that it's like world's difference Also, if you are prone to ingrown hairs and you shave or wax, salicylic acid is great to help keep everything, like your cells, turning over and not, you know, your pores not getting clogged and everything. So, yeah, it is important. Yeah, don't use, like, fragrance soaps down there or anything like that. Uh, 
definitely important to like let your body be as natural as possible when it mm-hmm. comes to soaps and washes and things yeah because your body does naturally level out the ph balance and everything good underwear brands like cotton, cotton underwear yeah i also yeah yeah save your silk and everything for like special special occasions yeah when you're gonna wear it for an hour and then it's coming off yeah what makes dating a girl better than dating a guy i don't think i ever said dating a girl is better than dating a guy i don't think there is necessarily anything inherently better than you know dating a guy i think it's really person specific i think there is probably a stereotype that women are more emotionally available and it's easier to connect woman to woman mm-hmm. because you guys have similar ways of thinking and you know you're maybe more emotional together mm-hmm. you can connect on deeper levels and you have similar bodies so like you know how to pleasure each other better but again that's that's not necessarily every girl. Yeah, and, true or accurate. You know, and yeah. I know plenty of guys that are just fine in that department. Absolutely. And I know some girls that aren't. So, yeah. How often do you go to the hair salon? I should probably go more often, but I go probably twice a year. Yeah, I got my hair cut in November. So I'm like six-ish months from yeah. my last haircut. It's just everything's so expensive. It's so so expensive to be a girl, you guys. It's (laughs) honestly the last time I got my hair done, I think I spent like six hundred dollars. Yeah, for a trim and a partial balayage. Mm -hmm. I think just my haircut was a hundred dollars. (laughs) Cool. I really wanted to go blonde for the summer, like blonde blonde again. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think I'm gonna have the pesos to do it. Should I start a GoFundMe? <laughs> Venmo me for a blonde low summer fund. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Favorite sex position? Doggy style? Um, I really like missionary. I also really like reverse cowgirl. Oh, that's a lot of work. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Can't relate. <laughs> what is your biggest fear? One of my biggest fears is having everything and then, like, losing it all. And I know that's, like, maybe slightly irrational. Crazier things happen every day. Yeah. Being old scares me more and more all the time when I, like, see old people that, like, struggle to get around Mm -hmm. or, you know, are, like, slow at the grocery store or, like, I just, I really worry about one I guess kind of like being alone as an old person yeah and not being able to like do things for myself anymore in the same way like losing that independence I guess Mm -hmm. um and then losing my family is also a big one because I'm the baby of my entire family like not Mm -hmm. even just my close core four but all my aunts and uncles obviously all my cousins I'm the youngest so tips on sticking to a budget if you know any, let us know. Literally. <laughs> Maybe meet with a financial advisor. Yeah. Give somebody else control over 
your money that you trust, kind of. That's smart. Would you guys ever get an OnlyFans? It's an interesting thought, isn't it? It is a really interesting thought. I feel like in another life, I probably already have one. Hmm. I feel like that's something that I would do. Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. It's in the realm of possibilities. Well, I mean, in an alternate universe, anything is in the realm of possibilities, right? Absolutely. A multiverse, isn't that kind of the whole point? All right, we did it. That was like 40 fucking questions. Jesus. <laughs> Y'all went wild on that one. I appreciate your participation and curiosity, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hope that you liked this little bonus episode, this little get to know us. Yeah. And we hope that you enjoy the rest of your week and you have a fun weekend. Yeah. And that it's not raining where you are and you can go outside and get some vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Oh, the quote. Oh, yeah. Forgot about her. Here it goes. We're defined by the things we say no to, not the things we say yes to. So, summer on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Our rating on Spotify went from 4.8 to like 4.7. It's the same. I knew it. And I don't fucking like that. <laughs> Rate, follow Rate. us on both of our Instagrams and the Babble Riot Instagram. Yeah. Guys, I'd like to hit like a thousand followers this year. Ooh. I think that'd be a fun goal for me. That's a real fun goal. I'm already at <laughs> 604, so. All right, so 400 more. Be a little bit of a stretch. No, don't say that. It's 100% plausible. Um, yeah, that'd be fun fresh. Uh, send us an email. You heard our glowing review of our last <laughs> one. Still thinking about her. Okay. We're gonna go. We love you guys so much. Thanks Peace for listening. Love. Bye! Bye! Bye.